0: blaze radio network and now chewing the fat with jeff fisher so as i'm preparing for the show today i remember that i'm a minister of the universal life church i have the paperwork i have the documentation that says i'm a minister of the universal life church so i go to the wikipedia page and wikipedia can't be wrong but it is my name is not on the list as a being a minister of the universal from the universal life church. I'm going to have to break out my paperwork, my documentation. Now, according to Wikipedia, this is a dynamic list and may never be able to satisfy particular standards for completeness. Yeah. I hate those standards. I hate those standards of particular standards for completeness. Hate those. Now I wonder if the, Universal Life Church, actually with 20 million ministers, or that's what they claim, uh, and they give you instant ordination. What the heck? Why notable ULC members? Okay, so maybe I'm on that list on their website. Notable ULC? Oh, no, it doesn't look like I'm there either. No, nope. do they have a list on uh, on their website for ministers? They just have notable ULC ministers. Conan O'Brien. Stephen Colbert. Benedict Cumberbatch. The Rock. Richard Branson. Lady Gaga. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Ian McKellen. And Jeff Fisher from Chewing the Fat. And Jeff Fisher from Chewing the Fat. Well. So I guess... Even the Universal Life Church website May not be able to satisfy particular standards for completeness Welcome to Chewing the Fat Now we all know that spring and summer are the seasons for Getting outdoors and entertaining Pool parties, barbecues Or just, you know, hanging out in your backyard, doing nothing. But if your yard looks like a plant cemetery, you're not going to enjoy it as much. So get your place looking like a resort. You can get it looking that way with ease with fast-growing trees. You know, you take four walls, a roof, and what have you got? A building. Add a gorgeous yard, and it's a place to live. Fastgrowingtrees.com is here to help your house grow into the home of your dreams when it comes to caring for your plants know-how matters that's why fastgrowingtrees.com's experts curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate location and needs that's one of the things i really love about the website it lets you know what's going to work in your neck of the woods plus There's no waiting in lines and no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone, and your plants are shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus, their growing and care advice is available 24-7. Whether you're looking for increased privacy, shade, or adding some natural beauty to your yard, fast-growing trees have the perfect plants and the expertise to help you find them, even if you've never had a green thumb. They'll make you feel like you do. One million home gardeners have already seen what FastGrowingTrees.com can do for them. Plus, a 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee. You can trust everything is going to be healthy for years to come. You don't need to be that expert gardener to have a great yard. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise for a reason. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy right now. You're going to get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. So I'm driving to work the other day and I see a coyote run in front of me. I know what you're thinking. You sure it wasn't a fox? You sure it wasn't a wolf? You sure it wasn't the neighbor's dog? Well, no, not really. But I'm pretty sure it's a coyote. I've seen a couple in this neck of the woods of the Mercury Studios building, but this one was pretty close to my neighborhood. And I was like, hey, uh, you need to find uh, some other place to be roaming around. And then I hear a story of they're searching for a coyote in Dallas, not in my portion of the dfw area but apparently it attacked a two-year-old kid so now we've got we've got wild coyotes roaming around attacking kids now i told you to worry about this you know a year and a half two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic the animals were gonna <laughs> we're gonna fight back and they're continuing to do so i mean it's been a madhouse we had the foxes in dc attacking people they had to put them down Of course, they were trapped humanely, but then we, you know, we put them down. So, I mean, that's what they're – they're looking for the coyote here in Dallas. I mean, that coyote – they're not going to get me. That kid screams and hollers at me one more time, man. He's going down. And he did. So, I mean, the kid is critically injured, so I guess I shouldn't be making a – Ah, he's not dead. No, he's fine. He's fine. So they're looking for him. I'm guessing, you know, the fox in D.C. had rabies. So maybe this coyote is, you know, under the weather. I don't know. Maybe the coyote got bird flu. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. If you're out for a walk and you say, hey, is that a coyote? (laughs) That's probably going to be a coyote. Uh, You hear the coughing like that. And uh, I don't know that it's been documented that they can get bird flu. Uh, there's, there's a, I know there's a chart somewhere that has animals that do contract bird flu. I don't think coyotes is on that list. But it's possible. And now I see where D.C. is looking for a wild turkey and not the booze. Because I'm sure they all know where that is. You can bet on that. They've got some crazy turkey Attacking people in D.C. I mean, turkeys. Well, first of all, turkeys are mean, nasty birds, anyway. And I mean, they can drown in a little puddle of water. So anything, anybody that can drown in a little puddle of water, dumb. <laughs> Lift your head up, dumb. There's no wonder we cook millions of you on a holiday, okay, because you're dumb. But I'm mean, now. They can't find him. I mean come on now we have federal agencies that are tracking people all over the world we've got satellites orbiting the globe that can read license plates on the interstate and they can't find a wild turkey that's attacking people in dc come on now something there's an issue there's an issue perhaps this is uh you know a terrorist turkey I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) How many people does it take to find a wild turkey in D.C.? Obviously more than six federal agencies. But I guess it's a bull turkey. So maybe he's out there looking for a little business, a little turkey business. Uh, He's got all kinds of complaints uh, since January. So for months now, this thing has been... (laughs) roaming dc attacking people i mean stop feeding them i mean that's what they're saying in dallas was the problem with the coyote that uh you know people were feeding him i don't know how they knew that maybe the neighbors were saying i knew that we were going to get in trouble when we started feeding it well then don't feed it so apparently people in dc are just as dumb as the turkey or the people in dallas are just as dumb as the D- now nah, you know what i'm saying so yesterday, as I'm getting ready for uh, my Unleashed uh, Chewing the Fat segment on Wednesdays on uh, Pat Unleashed, I found the story about NASA sending naked humans into space, and you know, I, I did it on chewing, and it's a you know, it's a fascinating story, and it's the Beacon in the Galaxy study, and they aren't graphic photographs of naked humans; they're the drawing of a naked man and a woman next to a depiction of DNA, and They're waving and the pixelated illustration of a naked man and woman waving hello could help us finally make contact with extraterrestrials. Could it? But apparently, and I don't know when this is going to be launched into space. There was no there was no date in when this was going to happen, but it has happened before. Apparently, we have sent drawings of naked humans before into space with the uh, pioneer 10 in 1972 and uh, pioneer 11 in 1973 they attached them to the antennas i don't know if you know there's a naked guy on one antenna with the antenna sticking up his rear end right oh yeah we're flying into space is that an antenna in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Anyway, so, uh, oh my gosh, does she have an antenna stuck? Oh, no, never mind. Uh, so, I mean, it has happened before. Okay, you got me. We're, we're trying to get people to come to Earth with naked humans. I would have liked to have been a part of the choosing process, is all I'm saying. Not the drawing. All right, I would have chosen, I don't know, something else. Not me. I would have chosen me, believe me. But I would have chosen someone else But then I ran across something that Is amazing That's happening and I reached out to them I hope they get back to me I want to talk to them about This space hotel It looks Awesome But first We already talked about summer being right around the corner And with summer You're going to need some food To go I mean I personally believe you need food to go no matter, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall. But, you know, it is coming to be summer soon. So Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you for things like family vacations. You just throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Just make sure everyone has a bar so you're all fueled for your summer adventures. Here's the best part about Built Bars. They're both healthy. And delicious. No more sacrificing taste for healthiness. Because with Built Bars, you get both. It's so easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. So that means when you snack, uh, you're snacking healthy and actually enjoying it in the process. And I don't know if you've tried the Puffs yet. But uh, Yum So they come in crazy flavors Like uh, banana cream pie Even churro I mean hello Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro And They only have 140 calories Built Bar makes sure there's something For everyone Check them out today Go to Built.com Use the promo code Jeffy You're going to get 10% off your order Use promo code Jeffy 10% off at built.com now when I go to the space hotel I'm going to be taking built bars I mean you got to have something to snack even if you're you know headed into space hello you can't go hungry so I ran across this company that's set to open in 2025 I mean that's like right now a space hotel the pioneer station is intended for both work and play. Oh, yeah. You can rent a hotel room or office space for up to two weeks at a time. People could stay in the station's five modules connected by the company's gravity ring. The device will create a mix of zero and artificial gravity. People will be able to sleep without being attached to the bed. Oh yeah. I <laughs> oh, Okay, line. no. I mean you're going to be way past the carbon line. It looks awesome. I I want to talk to these people r- really bad. It's the uh Amorphophallus. No, that's not their name. Their name is Orbital Assembly. Orbital Assembly. And it's, you know, it's a big ring and it looks really cool. It looks similar to the uh what was the stupid movie with the 2001? Now. no. no... <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, that's a stupid movie, but that's not the, not the one I'm thinking of. You know, where they had the, the giant ring, and Jodie Foster was queen of the world, and the space. and Emmanuel in space. You could be filming the new Emmanuel in space, I'll tell you that, with the, with the with the orbital assembly. They probably, this is why they won't get back to me. <laughs> no, that's stupid. Contact? Oh, no, now stop. Stop guessing. But you asked Jeff. No. Elysium. Elysium. Everybody knows Elysium. It had Matt Damon and Jodie Foster was the, you know, the queen of the Earth and it was a space station because of course because of climate change and uh, the Earth was ruined. So Matt was on Earth and you know he tried to You could go back and forth. To the space station but it was like that people were living up there now i'm guessing they're not going to have you know they had you were inside the space ring and you had housing and you could it was almost like you could go outside but you were outside in elysium anyway it's just that's what i thought of when i thought of orbital assembly but it's if they're gonna have this giant ring by 2025 uh, I don't know if they're gonna have. I don't know if they, they probably aren't gonna have special fat guy seating to go up. I don't know if they're gonna be you know if we hitch a ride on SpaceX or does Orbital Assembly you know have their own little hotel shuttle? <laughs> you know, I think a SpaceX two, SpaceX X X. That's who takes you. That's who takes you to Orbital Assembly Space Triple X space x x yes so anyway i'm i'm ready to go to space if that's true i've reached out to him i want to talk to them i want to see if we're on schedule for orbital assembly their website says the future is now We're going to have large numbers of people experience the overview effect over long periods of time. We're going to need to have the right kind of of infrastructure established throughout the solar ecosystem. And that's where OAC comes in. And that's why their mission is so important to our future. It almost sounds like that should be someone from the orbital assembly group. Oh, and it is. He's an advisor. Ah, huh. weird. So I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to take off anyway. And apparently, uh, they've got some contests going on. There's, I guess we're going to have special art in the hotel. Oh yeah, we have to talk to these people. Oh, we have to talk to these people. I mean, you're going to be. You want to talk about Carmen Line? You're going to be having Carmen Line at the Orbital Assembly Hotel. traveling today on space X. you oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh we're we gonna have like space pimps and <laughs> they might probably not gonna want to talk to me if i start talking about it. so is orbital assembly the space pimps are they gonna be am i gonna be able to you know oh we'll take care of you once you get up there nice maybe you get some space robots No, I'd rather have a live human being. Oh, we're all out today, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, Maybe, you know, you come up now and you come back in a month, I'll have some humans back up here for you. Oh, okay. All right, great. All right, fine, whatever. And it can't be, I mean, come on. You're going up with Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic are charging you a couple hundred thousand or more to go up and actually go to the karma Line, and now you're gonna go up to a hotel, a space hotel, for work and pleasure. God, what? right? Oh, I geez. mean, how much karma are you? Line. How much is the bill for that? Oh. I just put it on the card. Let's put it on the card. I mean, and plus, unless you bring your own assistant. Uh, You're going to be paying Orbital Assembly some extra cash for that, too? Holy cow. You will need built bars, man. You need to bring your own snacks because you don't want to buy anything out of the bar, man. That's going to be expensive. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink (laughs) desperately. Oh. All right, so I had a fan letter sent to me today at uh, Mercury Studios, and I want to thank Rusty Shackelford for sending me the fan letter. Uh, He sent it directly to uh, the Mercury Studios, 6301 Riverside Drive, Irving, Texas, 75039. You know how I remember that zip code? It's one of the few zip codes I remember in my life because all I can think of after saying 75039 is 75309. Jenny Jenny 75309 and our zip code is 75039. Anyway, just maybe it's just me. And he uh, addressed it to chewing the fat Jeff Fisher with a C. I mean, dude, I appreciate the fan letter and everything, but maybe, you know, you'd realize my last name does not have a C in it, okay? Maybe but he hand a handwritten fan letter. One sheet of lined paper. Because, boy, you need that. Dear Jeffy, you are fat. Sincerely, Rusty Shackelford. I a lot of people will chuckle at that and laugh. I just, you know, thank you for being a fan. I appreciate it. I think, but thank you. I also got uh, sent uh, <laughs> on Twitter uh, Jeffy JFR uh, a hormone guide, survival tips for men, how to ask a question to a woman, and I thought, okay, well, that's a uh, you know it might be funny. So there are the questions uh, under there's dangerous, safer, safest, ultra safe. Like the dangerous way to ask a question, what's for dinner? And then, you know, the dangerous question is, are you wearing that? And the dangerous question is, what are you so worked up about? Should you be eating that? What did you do all day? Those are dangerous questions, okay? I don't know why. I mean, the woman should know her place. This is going to end well for me, really, is what's going to happen. Uh, but uh, what what's for dinner? So the safer way to ask that question would be, can I help you with dinner? Okay, I like that. Kind of. Uh, I prefer what's for dinner. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Uh, the safest is where would you like to go for dinner? That's a good one. I'm okay with that one. The ultra-safe. Here, have a pony. (laughs) So, we'll just cut to the chase, all right? Every question, what's for dinner? Are you wearing that? Are you wearing that? What are you so worked up about? Should you be eating that? What did you do all day? The ultra-safe way to ask that question is here have a pony <laughs> really funny i did like uh the uh, what did you do all day safer i hope you didn't overdo it today safest i've always loved you in that robe <laughs> here have a pony <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that reminds me of the, the old joke, right? Of the uh, husband and wife. Uh, I replied to this tweet actually saying I would tell this joke. I, actually, I, did, I forgot all about replying to the tweet about telling the joke, but telling, seeing this again reminds me of the stupid joke uh, of the husband and wife and the uh, husband's laying in bed. He's tired. The wife comes in. She's standing in front of the mirror naked, and she's like, I really need you to tell me something good about myself. Look at this, my arms are flabby My breasts are starting to sag Look at this, my rear end is starting to sag I'm starting to get flabby on my thighs I just, I need you to tell me something good Your eyesight still works Thank you, be here all week Hey, don't charge the stage uh, here, uh, Dave Chappelle had some And I use this term loosely Fan Or a person in attendance at the uh, hollywood bowl last night he was uh, there for the netflix is a joke concert that they were filming they'd been there for the last two or three days i guess uh filming the special and uh he was on stage and some fan charged the stage tried to give him an nfl tackle on stage dave kind of did a quick little move off to the side though because there wasn't supposed to be any video apparently you know i mean when you go to these shows now they make you put your phones in your little plastic bag so there's no filming okay but there we got 10 seconds footage of it uh just a small footage of the guy uh charging the stage and then where there's actual footage of the guy being hauled off on a gurney uh in an ambulance it's reported he had weapons a gun and a knife it looked like his one elbow was all disjointed and out of place when he was on the gurney so i'm guessing he may have had a run-in with security uh, after charging the stage uh, of course we got the will smith jokes from chris rock and jamie fox was there so and chappelle came back out after that so it really um turned out okay but did it i mean i know some people may question the validity of this event like was it you know did Chappelle have the guy run up there were reports that he was a tranny i'm sorry that he was trans and uh who knows i mean i feel like we've just gotten to a point in today's world that this could possibly just be real right i mean uh the days of you suck you suck the days of sending letters to people that you're a professed fan of telling them they're overweight, they're fat, is now gone to we're just going to charge the stage. And we don't like you. We're just going to charge the stage and tackle you. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, how about no? How about no? Uh, more voices, the better we know we let people we i'm okay with the heckling you suck i like i'm a fan of heckling but i'm not a fan of charge i'm a really big fan of people charging the stage that i'm on and i don't want to charge the stage that someone else is on that's way too much work i mean i'd rather sit back and have something to drink do you see the new minute maid i was looking at the new minute maid um it's the uh What's it called? A G U A S. Amorphophallus. Frescas. So it's the Minutemade. Amorphophallus. Frescas. And it's talking about, it's the, they have three flavors strawberry AF, hibiscus AF, and mango AF. So the ad is refreshing AF is a state of mind. It uh, makes you want to kind of drink it. It does make you want to kind of drink it in. I noticed that the one flavor they don't have is avocados from Mexico. They do not have avocados AF, but it is the new special minute made avocados from Mexico. No, they don't. That's the one they don't have. It's the it's the. Aguas, aguas. Amorphophallus. A G U A S, aguas. Minute made. Amorphophallus. Fresca. So it might be good, you know. You never know. It might be good as fuck. I don't know. It's what they claim. Look, don't be mad at me. That's what they say. It's what they that's what they have you think. They want they don't Look, they say refreshing AF. Yeah, agua fresca. Yeah, agua fresca. But you know, what they really mean is as fun. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ban, ban, ban. That's a word I'm really sick of. I'll tell you that. I don't like what people say. Ban it. Don't like what people eat? Ban it. I'm really tired. I'm really tired of uh, people not taking a little bit of personal responsibility. Just, it's your choice. You decide. That's what makes America. You decide. But our government is quick to ban. We don't like it. We're banning it. Well, now they are uh, planning to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars Uh, (laughs) your choice your choice not mine your choice and a choice that I made for a long time and there was a time you know that maybe you cry around the corner and there I am (laughs) it happens (laughs) I miss those I miss those coughing fits. Yeah, you know. Some days you get up and you got that. <laughs> oh, man. You have to wait a little bit before you fire one up. But he's still going to fire it up, of course. <laughs> so menthol is an additive whose minty flavor not only disguises the harsh effect of smoking on one's lungs, but facilitates more nicotine intake. Oh, wait. I don't know that I actually knew that. <laughs> I smoked menthols for a while. I didn't like, you know, I'm not a big menthol fan. But I smoked Cools and Cool Filter Kings. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Newports. Little Newports for a while. Yeah. my my uh, One of my wives smoked menthols. What what the kind she was that she smoked anyway doesn't matter. Uh, the FDA this is all for your safety, all for your safety. To we're just going to ban menthol cigarettes and minty flavored cigars. Now sure, eighty five percent of black smokers uh, smoke menthol. Uh, that's their cigarette of choice. Oh oh oh, oh okay. Uh, all other flavors of cigarettes were banned in 2009 through the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act, which I mean you, I can't get enough of the Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act. But we can't have we can't have people smoking menthol cigarettes. I mean, this opens up a really big and I use this term black market. Opens it wide open. The African American Tobacco Control Leadership Council. And I love the African American Tobacco Control Leadership Council. And action on smoking and health. They're my my favorite. That's a good gig. If you could be in charge of the. African American Tobacco Control Leadership Council and Action on Smoking and Health. That's that's awesome. <laughs> that's they they are they're saving lives. They are saving lives. So they are struggling to uh, kind of support this because uh, you know, hey everybody hates smokers, but now you're just picking on you're picking on black people. And what happens, I mean, do you we just have to go to Canada, go to Mexico to get our menthol cigarettes now? Do you bust people for smoking menthol cigarettes? Our police don't have enough to do. What are you smoking? Nothing. <laughs> I, all right. That sounds like a menthol cough to me. Get out of the car. I mean you're that's just stop it. Stop with the bans. Stop it. I get it. Cigarettes are bad. I got it. Cigarettes are bad. (laughs) But, so, speaking of smoking, (laughs) better call Saul, okay? I told you about how I binged the first four seasons, and there's scenes there where Kim and Saul smoke, and they look so good. Well, it's the final season of Better Call Saul that's on. This last episode was Oh, what? You haven't seen it yet? What are you doing? Uh, This last episode was okay. It It was a laying the groundwork episode, but the first few episodes of this final season have not been laying the groundwork episodes. They've been plowing through, man. And this episode was Okay. Okay. However, Throughout this final episode, there are times when Kim and Saul again. She lights that cigarette and it looks so good. Maybe it's just the way she does it. Either way, (laughs) either way, I could fire one up in a heartbeat watching that show, man. I mean, I I don't even want to be around a cigarette because I'll fire. I mean, Sounds so good. What? It's not menthol. And speaking of banning, uh, we had uh, you know our uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of uh, Homeland Security, made the rounds this weekend because you know he's pushing his uh, disinformation governance board. I uh, don't like it, Bannett. We don't like the way you speak, Bannett. And I was thinking last week, really, what can they do? You know, have they have they been given any power whatsoever? And they haven't. And that's what his big deal was, is that they have no operational authority. That's what Alejandro Mayorkas uh, told Dana Bash on Sunday. And so what are they going to do? Well, that's yet. I mean, he Alejandro should tell us that they have no operational authority yet. Because that's coming. Uh, and how does it happen? I mean, it'll just happen. It'll just happen. Someone will say, oh, I said something and the government, the disinformation governance board didn't like it. So they fined me $10,000. Wait, what? Yeah, I got to pay them or I won't be able to tweet. Or I won't be able to Facebook. Or I won't be able to Instagram. Or I won't be able to TikTok. Because the governance board, the disinformation governance board, decided that, you know, they didn't like what I said. I mean, it's just amazing that we are in this banned mentality. And of course, of course, we're told that the disinformation board will be nonpartisan and apolitical. Uh, I see where a Bible make come up for auction soon. I, I don't know if they're going to put it up for auction or not. The guy said he was going to make it a digital copy of it and everybody could have access to it. Why? Uh, sell the Bible. I guess, you know, whatever. But it's the Wicked Bible. It's a copy of the Wicked Bible. Now, if you don't know what that is, the 1631 Wicked Bible. Because it omits the word not from the seventh commandment, informing readers, thou shalt commit adultery. And 1,000 copies of the text, which also came to be known as the adulterous or sinner's Bible, were printed. According to this, they were printed by error. And it was discovered a year later. And upon the discovery of the mistake, the printers... This Robert Barker and Martin Lucas Were summoned to the king And the king rammed those wicked bibles Up their rear ends and killed them all The end No that's not what happened at all (laughs) The king was pissed And he uh, Admonished them for the scandalous Typo and the sloppy workmanship They were stripped of their printing license uh, Fined $300 And held over and that was held over their head for years. He didn't he didn't kill them or anything, but I mean they were they couldn't they were ended up just serving, you know, beer at the pub instead of being printers. And they believe that they've all been they're out of circulation. Twenty. Twenty remain. Now this particular Bible was found in New Zealand. Apparently, this guy moved to New Zealand. He was a professor of medieval studies at the university and, uh, and a fellow of the Society of Antiquities in London. Yeah, I'm a fellow of the Antiquities in London. And uh, he just had the copy. Eh, just mine. I just had one laying around. Yeah, that's one of those wicked Bibles. I got one. Uh, it's part of the Society of Antiquities. And I'm going to move to New Zealand, so... I'm going to take it with me. How about that? And so there was an estate sale after he died, and this guy bought it at the estate sale. Hey, all right, I'll take that piece of crap. Let me have that thing. What is that thing? (laughs) (laughs) So if it's not in good shape, uh, most of them aren't, though. The 20 that are the ones that they have are in really rough shape. And so um, it's fully digitized now. And it's going to become free to the public with some, you know, wickedbible.com, I guess, or thou shalt commit adultery.com. Although I don't rec, I mean, I might go to that website right now and see if that's actually a site, thou shalt commit adultery.com. Possible that it is. It's not one of my sites, however. I would not do anything like that. Oh, no. So and there's only the other copies all had uh, a bunch of old writings in it. Yeah, amazing. People used to write in their diaries. Uh, this one had the cover missing, water damage. Some pages were lost forever. And uh, this one is one of the few copies that had uh, decorative red as well as black ink. Nice. And this is a more complete version than many others out there. So they're trying to break it out, and you know, I guess you know, to have the original, the copy, is going to be worth some money. You're so just going to the website, you're going to be going, oh yeah, thou shall not commit adultery. But you get the hard copy. Now you're talking. I've got it right here. I'm holding it in my hand. <laughs> I love the king didn't kill the bookbinders though. The print or the printers they're not book binders they were printers. Now they claim that uh, they th- a lot of people believe that it was done on purpose but the historians believe that uh, times were tough and so the printers were like didn't want to spend the money on uh, on um, proofreaders so they just they did everything really fast to get them printed and realized that uh, ooh, Probably should have had somebody look at that. <laughs> uh, your majesty. And so they were just fine. I'm surprised the king didn't have him killed. Even though he's a Christian king and was having them print Bibles. Still, though, you're king. Shouldn't have screwed up like that. Guillotine. Yeah, maybe that was the problem. It was a England king. It wasn't a French king. So, yeah, the England king, they didn't use the guillotines. They just, uh, you know, I don't know, chopped your head off or something with an (laughs) axe. Because it was, who was it? It was King George the First, right, 1631? Doesn't that just roll off your tongue, 1631? Oh, yeah, King George the First. King Charles the First. Sorry, George. King Charles the first. So, I mean... Ooh. be a King Charles II coming up. Was there another King Charles? I mean, Charles... Dickleberry Charles, Prince Charles could be the king here real soon. When does he become King Charles? How many King Charles were there? Now I want to know. Please hold. <laughs> Thank you for holding. Your listenership is very important to us. All right, well, I see there was at least a Charles II. So, <laughs> this one Prince Charles is going to be Charles 3. Was there a Charles 3? Do I hear 3? Do I hear 3? Please hold. Doesn't look like it Thanks for holding Appreciate you holding on uh, Looks like there was only A couple at King Charles So Prince Ningleberry With Camilla When he becomes king <laughs> no, de- When he becomes king uh, He'll be able to be King Charles The third That a loser I was wondering if, they, if he chooses Another name though right Because he doesn't want to be King Chuck I mean, I mean, it could be King Chuck the first. I mean, you go with Chuck if you're going to be the first, right? But no, he can't. Is he going to pick some bougie name? Oh, gosh. Just be King Charles the third. Just be King Chuck the first or something. What would he be? King Camilla? <laughs> King Alec? Oh, no, no, honey. No, no, that's not funny. That's not funny. Because then you automatically think that it's Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Speaking of Alec, who died today? I knew we were going to get to something. That's got me on the Wicked Bible. But uh, Kalia, is that her name? Kalia? Kalia? K-A-I-L-I-A. Amorphophallus. Posey, a 16-year-old pageant queen. Who appeared in TLC's "Toddlers and Tiaras" when she was five? Now you would remember her as the meme, all right? I mean, the world knows her face as the meme, the Toddlers and Tiaras meme of her, you know, looking off to the side with the big smile and the and the, here look, I, I, I'm doing it right now. Can't you tell? Wait, yeah, you know who she is. No, she's looking like that. It's tough to do though because you gotta get your eyes just right. Uh, it's a just right. Anyway, you would remember who she was, but she you know—that was when she was five, a long time ago, and sadly, she's dead. She died. It doesn't say how she died. I don't know if she pulled a jud I don't know. I—I I don't know. I don't know if it was COVID. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been Cool Filter Kings. I don't know. But, I mean, the family, obviously, the mom is uh, devastated. Now, I will say maybe, and this is just me thinking out of the box, okay? Just me. It says in the story what her talent was, okay? Because she was a pageant queen. She had just been in this pageant, Miss Teen Washington pageant, okay? And so it says that her talent... Was being a contortionist. I mean, all right, no, stop. Because I wasn't thinking that at all. I was thinking that maybe, you know, she got self tied up into a knot and couldn't get out. Could happen.